You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate, a series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about gaslighting. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, big topic, lots to say, 30 minutes. Here we go. So <laughs> gaslighting, for me, this is a word that I know I've heard more and more recently, uh, probably over the past five to six years, but even more so recently, I'm starting to see the word gaslighting used a lot on social media and news outlets. Uh, sometimes I feel like it's just used to add in drama or flair to make something seem, you know, exaggerated, but what is it? So today we're going to talk about what gaslighting is. We're going to talk about how you can, uh, know if you are, are being gaslit, gaslighted, and <laughs> then we'll talk about what you can do to try and get out of that cycle or pattern or instance of gaslighting. 30 minutes. Here we go. <laughs> so what is gaslighting? We'll start there. Uh, this is pulled from one of the articles, which we will link, but they define gaslighting as in the vernacular, the phrase to gaslight refers to the act of undermining another person's reality by denying facts, the environment around them or their feelings. Targets of gaslighting are manipulated into turning against their own cognition their emotions, and who they fundamentally are as people. Mm -hmm. that's, that's huge. I mean, mm -hmm. you can already see through this very scientific definition of what gaslighting mm -hmm. is, how problematic it is. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we dive too much further in, I want to just talk about you know, Karen, you and I, I know we have some thoughts on what gaslighting is. So I would like us to spend just a second here to give the audience, you know, some of our ideas around gaslighting and, and see if we can soften this a little bit. So it's not yeah. quite such a scientific <laughs> definition. Okay. Well, I have three thoughts um, and I'm going to rip the bandaid off. Um, so what I noticed in all the articles and the site, we, 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 Brenda and I visit psychology type sites. So that's where we, we really enjoy doing our research. And um, it is a form of, of emotional abuse. So for those of you who are listening and you're like, okay, hang on a second, we can't, uh, we can't ignore that aspect. So gaslighting at its very worst is emotional abuse. Um, and the second thing, the next level to me is it's also a form of lying. So when gaslighting is happening, the person who is gaslighting is turning a lie into truth. Um, so they're making their lie true and your truth a lie. And it's, so that's number two. Number three is it's a slow drip. So it's just a slow drip. Um, turning a person's mind or thoughts into believing something else. And the example I thought that was interesting was this partners, these partners, one um, would talk about how the person wasn't good with money. And they were like, I'm just not, I don't save and I spend, but I make a really good, I make a really good living. And the other one reminded 
that person you're not you're not good with savings you're not good with money you spend money and it was this constant slow drip all the while the partner was taking hundreds and thousands of dollars out of the account and using it in other places but because that narrative of you you're bad with money you don't save money the person who started believing that thought they what's wrong with me like I, why can't I keep money in my account? Like, what is my problem? Like, that's that's amazing that the partner got that person to conv- be convinced that they were the reason there was no money in the savings account. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be an example of gaslighting. It's just this slow convincing somebody of something that's not even true, where they they take it on. So that's how I would describe it in those three ways. That's what I'm learning. That's what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And to go back to the, the the proper definition here, you know, they use the term manipulates or manipulating. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, I think that's a really big aspect of gaslighting because it is it's a very effective manipulation tactic. Mm-hmm. It's a very mm-hmm. effective technique to manipulate somebody um, for, for better or for worse, mostly for worse. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is this way in which you can manipulate somebody else to start questioning their own reality. So if you are on this receiving end of gaslighting, all of a sudden you're not even sure of what's real anymore. You're not even sure if, as you said, you know, your truth is is real because the other person has convinced you that your truth isn't real. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very interesting. It is very interesting. Uh, before we dive all the way in, because I know we're pretty much like right at the precipice, I do want to share a fun fact with you all because you know that I love my factoids. Uh, so I just think this is really interesting that the, where the phrase or, uh, originated the phrase gaslighting. So I will try to make this a cliff notes version for you all, but there was a mystery thriller thriller written by British playwright, Patrick Hamilton back in 1938, and it was called gaslight. And then this was made into a very popular movie in 1944. And in the film, in the, the movie, the husband, uh, Gregory manipulates, there's that word again, manipulates his adoring, trusting wife, Paula, into believing that she can no longer trust her own perceptions of reality. So there's a pivotal scene in the movie where Gregory causes the glass gaslights, gaslighting, in the house to flicker by turning them on in the attic of the house. And when Paula asks why the gaslights are flickering, Gregory insists that it's not really happening and that it's all in her mind, which then causes her to doubt her self-perception. And that's where the term gaslighting was, was born. So mm-hmm. this was back in 1944 that this mm-hmm. idea of gaslighting kind of came onto the radar. And then, as you said, Karen, in the 80s, that's when they started to research it more because they were seeing it played out um, in different relationships. And, you know, different mm-hmm. psychologists were finding that this was uh, a reoccurring theme. So I just think that's really interesting mm-hmm. that it all came from this play in the 1938. So this idea is, has been around forever, but our knowledge of it and understanding of it is quite new. So we are going to talk a bit about how you know if you're being gaslighted. And before we dive into that really quickly, I just want to acknowledge that this is like a very real thing that can be experienced and it can have really big ramifications on your mental health. Um, you know, neither Karen and I, we're, we're not, we're not therapists, we're not counselors, we're not psychologists, psychiatrists, we're none of that. You know, we're just two people that find these sorts of topics really interesting. And we all are about trying to get people to, to 
think and question and learn more about these sorts of things. But if this is something or if any point in this episode you're feeling triggered by something or if it really resonates and it's something that is really harming you right now, um, we definitely suggest like, I know I'm a really big advocate of therapy. Karen, you're mm-hmm, a big advocate too. of therapy. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely suggest looking into like therapy or talking to your doctor, talking to your friends and and finding those ways. We'll, we'll probably even put a couple links to some resources in the bio for you all. But just want to put that caveat out there. If you are finding yourself confused a lot, or if you're finding yourself feeling crazy with mm-hmm. around that that word um, in in the dynamic. So if you often find yourself like confused because you're like, well, I didn't remember it that way, or oh, I must be going crazy because I don't remember any of this the way that person's recalling it to me right now. Like that could be a sign that it's because you're being gaslit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there were some other ones I thought were interesting. Um, if you're always apologizing and you're taking responsibility for conversations and owning them, um, that could be a form of manipulation of where you're being convinced you're the problem. And so then you take ownership of it because in a relationship, it's shared. Uh, conversations are shared problems are shared and you work, you work together to solve problems. But if you find yourself taking full responsibility for a problem and your partner goes, yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're re- reaffirming or affirming that, yeah, this is, yeah, you should be apologizing. You might want to look into that a little bit more. Uh, I agree. I think that that's another one that is a little easier to identify if you're the one that's constantly apologizing constantly you know bearing the brunt of of the the argument so to speak i think that's another pretty easy one but there are some more subtle ways in which you can know if you're being gaslit as well um sometimes it's just a feeling sometimes you just know that there's something off but you're not sure what it is or you don't know how to identify the source of it but you can just tell that when you have these conversations Mm -hmm. you're left feeling unsettled you know, after the interaction. Um, Or if you start lying, if you do start just lying yourself about truths because you're trying to avoid being put down or you're trying to avoid someone telling you that your reality isn't real. So Mm -hmm. if I had to put this into an example, let's say that Karen, you were gaslighting me because (laughs) I thought that we were recording. And I'm like, Karen, I see the little recording button on and we're recording our podcast right now and you know you're like Brenda no we're not recording and let's say this is a reoccurring thing for whatever reason every week Karen you tell me that we're not recording even though I'm certain we are so a way that I might then start to lie is I would come in and be like oh we're not recording even though I think we are because I'm just trying to avoid you telling me we're not and Mm -hmm. so I know that you're going to tell me my reality is not real so instead I just beat you to it by lying Mm -hmm. about it you know, um, mm-hmm. that's like a more subtle way in which you mm-hmm. might be being gaslit, but you're already making changes to try and avoid the behavior. So you might not realize that you're stuck in this gaslighting yeah. Yeah. cycle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I thought that was interesting too. And um, I, I want to go back to when you said about like, you know, something is wrong, but you just don't know what. And that's thing, but this like you start to second guess yourself and doubt yourself and you know, something's not right. Something just isn't right, but you can't put your, your finger on it. That 
like entertain that, like talk to a friend and say, look, I, and, and here's the thing that if you go, maybe I'm crazy. Like it's that something doesn't feel right. Am I crazy? Yeah. You know, those are flags. Those are warnings. And, um, I, I definitely would have you like, go talk to one of your best friends and saying, do you think this is gaslighting? Like, uh, and, and, and we'll get into like, what do you do about it in the next, in the last portion. But I thought, thank you for saying that one, because I, I do think that's also an indicator when something just isn't right and you completely second guess and you know something's not right but you can't put your finger on it Mm -hmm. and to piggyback on that uh as far as talking to your friends about it i think another way or another sign that you might be being gaslit um and this does apply more specifically to relationships but if you find that you're constantly making excuses for your partner's behavior so if you have a partner that gaslights you And then when you're talking to your friends and your friends might say something like, oh, that was weird or, you know, are you sure about that situation that just happened? And you might be constantly making excuses like, oh, that's just how they are. Oh, it's no big deal. Oh, they were just joking around or things like that. If you find that you're having to constantly make excuses for them, it could Mm -hmm. be a sign that it's because there's gaslighting happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we also, there's, uh, Brenda, you found some of phrases that can be indicators too. Again, these are just something to pay attention to. Just if you find these are repeated over and over again, just ask yourself some questions to see where does this stem from and why is this being said? So I'll say a few here. There's, um, if you're being spoken to and it's like, you're so sensitive, you're, you're overly sensitive. And I brought that up earlier. So that sensitivity mm-hmm. that you f- are, you know, that's just because you are so insecure is another one. It's just because you're so insecure. Another one is stop acting crazy or you sound crazy. You know that, don't you? You sound crazy. Th- those are a few and there's quite a bit and I'll let Brenda say a few too, <laughs> but these are just pay attention. If, if, if these, if these, maybe it was a one-time thing and you're like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's gaslighting. That might've just been a one-time thing, but if it's a reoccurring phrase and you're doubting yourself and you're losing your confidence and you're feeling insecure, it, it is worth exploring with your friends, your therapist, your family to see, Hey, can you educate me more on gaslighting? Because I would just want to know if I am, maybe I am an because you gotta remember you don't know you are Mm -hmm. it's a slow drip and um it's it really is fascinating Mm -hmm. yeah to to continue on what you're saying karen some of these phrases or things that we might hear being said to us um frequently if we're in a gaslighting pattern the ones that really hit home for me or i the ones i guess where i know i've experienced it for myself in my life are the ones that really downplay or don't validate your emotions. Like those are the ones that are really, mm. really tick my nerves. So if mm. somebody was like, oh, I was just joking. It's no big deal. Oh, you're overreacting. You're always so dramatic. Like, because that's all sort of saying that my emotions aren't valid in a way. Like that's how I interpret it. At least if somebody's telling me like, oh, you're overreacting, you're being so dramatic. And I'm like, no, I, I feel this way. Mm-hmm. So if it is dramatic, like, I guess that's accurate, but these are my feelings and they're real. And by you telling me, oh, I'm overreacting, I'm being dramatic, it's no big deal. You're saying like, I can't have feelings? Like, that's not mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then going to the 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 other set of ones is like that never happened. Um, you know, you don't remember things clearly. There's no pattern, or you are seeing a pattern that is not there. Um, that's not true. Uh, you're the one who said it wasn't me. I didn't say that. You said it. Like it's all these, you know. And um, there you go again. You're so ungrateful. Nobody, nobody believes you. So why should I? So it's it it, it is a it is a bit of a mind game, you know. And and I remember you said something because uh, I know we're gonna be segueing here, but I remember you saying like, and I saw it in articles too. We probably all have done it at mm-hmm. some point. It's just subtle. Like again, there's extreme. There's extreme, and then there's the subtlety, and we are about to do that well. And maybe all this episode is for people listening is to do a self-check on yourself. Maybe it's that simple for the listeners. You just do a self-check on yourself. Um, because I know with Brenda and I, it really provokes so many great conversations, and we we want to be the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so you always want to start with yourself and go, okay, let me do a let me do a check on me. And then you start. And for those of you who are going, you know, this is actually serious in my life. So I think there's a there's a very big spectrum happening here. Mm-hmm. And I do. I think that's a really good point that you bring up. Um, because I did recognize that as I was reading through gaslighting, there were definitely moments where I could recall times in my life where I was the gaslighter. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is that as we discussed earlier, Gaslighting is a manipulative tactic, but it works. And so if you've seen gaslighting work, you might subconsciously adopt gaslighting for yourself because you said, hey, I noticed that that worked for that person. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try it out. And now I realize Mm -hmm. that it works. And so now I'm going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is uh, really important to name that if you are somebody that is gaslighting, if you are the person gaslighting, it doesn't mean you're like intrinsically this horrible person. <laughs> right, you're, right, you know, exactly. Intrinsically a bad person, yeah. or you might not even have malicious intent. It could just be that at some point in your life, you learned that this tactic mm-hmm. works. It's a way mm-hmm. for you to avoid confrontation, it's a way for you to make sure you win with quotes, a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so you just subconsciously continue to go to that behavior because you found that it is effective and it works for you. Mm-hmm. And really like in sales and in, uh, in uh, negotiations and sometimes you'll see it a little bit in those settings as well. So it is something to just be mindful of that it doesn't turn into manipulation. So if you're in sales or you're in a place where you um, you're there to negotiate or close a deal or win somebody over or convince them, whatever, do be all those things, but to start twisting truth so that it goes your way or to start twisting their truth. So they, so they don't think the way they're thinking. You just want to be careful. You don't want to get into that area. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So as we approach the end of our half hour here, let us spend the rest of the time talking about what you can do if you're being gas lit lighted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never going to know which, which one's <laughs> the right one. Uh, but the first step is knowing how to recognize gaslighting when it's happening. And that's what we've just spent the whole first part of this podcast on, right? It's We've talked about what gaslighting is so that you know what it is. And we've talked about some different ways that you can identify it, including some phrases to watch for, uh, some thought process or patterns that you might be having that could let you know that you're in a gaslighting uh, 
scenario, mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, just knowing how to recognize it, which is the first step with a lot of things of this nature. But mm -hmm. And also, again, remember, it's a form of power. So some of these examples, we are very being specific about gaslighting. You know, so uh, like stand firm in your truth. Well, that's a that's a general that's a great moral compass to have to stand firm in your truth. But we're talking about when somebody is usurping power over you, and you're going, you're finding yourself doubting yourself, second guessing yourself, and you're you're finding yourself entertain different thoughts and all that. Stand firm in your truth. Just pause. If someone says to you what are you talking about? That's not what I said. You said that. Just stop for a minute and go, what do I remember to be true? It wasn't me that said it. And just find confidence in that. Like, just stay in your truth. There's no need to convince anybody of what you know to be true. You, you don't have to convince them. And that sometimes that also causes a problem to, to now you're winning an argument or you're turning something into a fight. If you can find your, your confidence, like, no, I, I'm not entertaining this conversation because I know this to be true. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was good. The stand firm in your truth was one of the things. Yeah, I I think that's a great one. Um, if I if I can just add to that one too, because it's okay, not another yeah. one of the points that we have, but I do think it's important. And I, I brought it up a moment ago with this idea of like feelings and emotions too. Mm -hmm. yes, like remembering yes. that truth can also apply to those things. So it doesn't necessarily need to be that I'm standing firm in the truth that I said, and I know with certainty I would be right. at 15. It could be the truth that you really hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe my truth is just you said this thing and now I'm having a mental breakdown and I hurt my feelings and all I can do is cry. And like, maybe that is your truth. It doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have to be a truth about like something that was said. It could be a feeling or an emotion. Yeah. And I'm going to, add to that as well like for emotions especially because some of gaslighting is saying you're crazy you're, you're irrational you're hysterical you're sensitive one of the phrases I, I use in coaching is um what is the wisdom your emotions are trying to tell you so you take your emotions you bring them into your thinking into your prefrontal cortex so when you're emotional what there's wisdom in there Mm -hmm. what's the why is your body emotional what is the wisdom what is your body saying that like translate the language translate the eq you know the emotions that are going on because it's valid like i loved when you said validate it. validate it okay you are really upset what is it mm -hmm. you know and i think and i think that so thank you for bringing up the emotions thing another one i liked was uh write things down mm -hmm. just start writing things down like if if it doesn't seem write to you make yourself a journal write down the maybe there's a pattern well there's that phrase again oh that phrase just came up again wow that's the fourth time I was told I'm crazy and it was over this subject every time I bring the subject up I'm told I'm crazy hmm you know like so that mm -hmm. might be good for you to decipher if is there a pattern there or if you know is it consistent definitely um I'm going to give you two at once because I feel like they're related here. But some other ways are to keep the conversation simple as well as be willing to leave the conversation. Uh, so they're different things, but they're both related to the conversation. So I feel like I wanted to tackle them at once here. Mm. Um, but, you know, there's this idea of 
because it can be easy for the conversation to get away from you once that gaslighter starts coming in with like, no, what? You're being crazy or you didn't. That's not what happened. This happened. And so if you can let yourself not get sucked into that um, and really just try and keep the conversation like pointed and simplified. It's very and, simple. Yeah. And then as well, like be willing to leave the conversation. Know that if that person says to you, oh, that's not what happened. You're being crazy, blah, blah, blah. That it's okay for you to say, I don't want to have this conversation right now. Can we revisit this later? I'm not ready to have this conversation. A lot of it is like validating yourself and reaffirming your truths that you that you hold, right? Mm-hmm. So part of that is being willing to leave. If mm-hmm. I like that and that's simple. Like, let's say, um, let's say the money example. So I say to Brenda, Brenda, there's no money account because you just spend it all the time, let's say. And you brought up like, hey, where? Why is our account so low? Okay, let's say you brought up, and I go, oh, Brenda, you, you, you're, you know, you said you're terrible with money, so you know, you tell me why the account's so low. And then it's okay for you to keep it simple. Go, we can talk about that, but right now, I want my question answered first, and that is like, it's okay to just stick to your original question and stay calm and true to that original question. If you notice that it starts to spiral or that question can't be answered. That's a good indicator. So now you know to, to, to leave the conversation. Okay. Now's not the time we're going to be talking about this. Mm-hmm. Now's not the time. And then you regroup and think, okay, now what do I do? I don't know how to get, you know, that's where you can go to your support group. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite ones is uh, to not worry about trying to outsmart the gaslighter. So for me, this means that you have to let go of the idea of there necessarily being like, not let go of the idea, I shouldn't say that's I'm taking it too far. But I think that you need to be open to the idea that there might not be a right or wrong person that it, it you need to focus more on, you know, the topic at hand, keeping that conversation simple, rather than trying to get into this place of like, outsmarting them or trying to one up them or or really be the one that's coming out right or on top. Um, I think that that's a really, because I think that's a way that a lot of people actually do gaslight others without even thinking about it. It's kind of like gaslighting light, you know, like (laughs) when you'll talk, somebody will bring something to the table and you start making it more about like who is right in the situation, but maybe that's not even what it's about. So to go back to the emotions thing that we were talking about a moment ago, um, you know, Karen, if you're like, Brenda, uh, it hurt my feelings when you cut me off the other day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, Karen, I didn't even cut you off. And I would just start making about like whether or not that even happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to be right now. And Mm -hmm. so then you might easily get sucked into well, no, but you did cut me off and because you're trying to prove that you were right. But that wasn't even what the concern is, right? The concern is that it hurt your feelings. So mm-hmm. we need to stick to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, uh, I don't think in gaslighting there is an argument. I see, I think that's what's sad about it. There's nothing to argue because it's based in um, trying to make something false 
be the truth. And mm-hmm. so you, there's, you can't argue that. Right. And it's also a power move. It's a power to keep you in your place. So mm-hmm. it's, it, 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 that's why you stand in your own place. You stand in your own truth. So yeah, thank you for saying that. You, this is very fascinating. I, 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 it, I was blown away because I had no idea. Like I did not know what this all meant. Really, I heard it and I just kind of blew it off. Like you said, I was a really cool phrase that everyone was using, you know, but it was, um, it was, and then when you look into it, it's like, wow, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if you're like from a playwright, <laughs> start with a playwright. Right. Um, well, and I think for me too, as, as we learned more about this, I think it was just interesting for me to identify how often this dynamic actually does happen. Um, it happens in the workplace. It happens with your friends. It, it happens with your partners. And, you know, a second ago I was joking when I said this is gaslighting light, but it almost is like there's different, you know, it's a spectrum. Yeah. It's like yes. there's different levels of how you can be gaslit. And yeah. I think we're talking today, we've mostly been focusing on the dynamic of gaslighting, like in a relationship. And we're, we're talking mm-hmm. a little bit more about these extreme examples, these slow drips, as, as you so eloquently put it, Karen. But <laughs> But, you know, there there is like smaller versions of yeah. gaslighting that can happen, too, that are a little bit more subtle. Yeah, I think it's when you're trying to convince somebody your lie is true. Yeah. Like, just and, start and there. Probably. Yeah. You know, like, if, if it's not true, and now you feel stuck, and you're like, I gotta, ah, oh, crap, I gotta make this lie sound more truthful, and convince, you know, make them sound like they're wrong, or whatever, they're, they're crazy for accusing whatever you know did you eat that last piece of gum why would i eat your last piece of gum you're the one who always eats the last piece of gum you know like you know what i mean like it can be it's that thing of you know i think it's that vulnerability and it's the thing of going did i did i eat your, yeah you ate the last piece of gum oh man it looks so good you know like it's something like there's a way to we can we can keep ourselves in check it's a very real it's very real and we want to live life well and I think if all of us are more educated and aware of this we can really strengthen each other and we can recognize it and maybe be a stronger support and empower people both men women everybody on this planet <laughs> definitely well as per usual we're we're at the end because yeah. we had so much to say um But, you know, I I will just leave you with one little tidbit from me, which is that, as you just said, Karen, I think for us, this is just about increasing our awareness about it so that you can hopefully identify those times in which either you are being the gaslighter or if you are being gaslit and hopefully it can turn into a different conversation, um, Mm -hmm. one that is a little more enriching for all parties involved. But that is all the time we have today. Thank you all for joining us and we'll be back next week. Bye-bye.